This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hello, everybody. Thanks again for tuning in. I'm Andrew Kastrovitz, joined by Jordan Bastian. We are talking Tribe, ahead of Tribe Fest, uh, coming up this weekend, uh, downtown Cleveland. Of course, not at the ballpark this year, JB. New new venue as a result of construction, uh, but the same basic premise. They, they got a lot of turnout from the current roster. That's always good to see. Yeah, you know, it's been a, since they did this Tribe Fest format the last couple of years, you know, it's been great turnout from fans and more involvement with the players, um, which has been pretty cool. I think it was hard to kind of convince them to go on those mall tours for a few years, but now that's kind of a centralized um, event downtown. You know, they can really convince a lot of guys to come in. So you get a bulk of the roster, the major league roster coming in. A lot of times a couple prospects will join in too. This year, a couple of the new signees, uh, Roger Davis, Mike Napoli, they'll be there. Uh, Michael Brantley and all the core guys will be there as well. So it's a pretty fun event. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. It's not the ballpark this year. They moved it over to a, a downtown hotel. Um, but I think it's going to be a, a pretty cool event as it was the last few years. And interesting to see what the turnout will be like given the change of venue. But I think it's worth it. Yeah, nice big scoreboard coming in and some changes to a lot of things around Progressive Field, kind of continuing what they did with the renovations last winter. Absolutely. The event is at a loft hotel downtown uh, Saturday. If the spirit moves you and uh, a couple of new acquisitions will be there, Roger Davis and Mike Napoli as well. So uh should be a good event. JB, uh, as far as the rest of the winter is concerned, um, obviously the Indians have – we expect them to be pretty much done with the heavy lifting. Uh, so we thought we'd look at the prospect pulse for mm-hmm. 2016 and uh, – the two guys at the top of the board, I think we can kind of talk about them in, in conjunction, really, uh, Brad Zimmer and Clint Frazier, because these are two outfield bats that I know even a lot of fans uh, have their eye on right now just because uh, obviously the outfield is a position of need, uh, both in the short and long term. I don't know how realistic it is for either of these guys uh, in the second half this year, but you can certainly envision that uh, if they continue to progress the way they have. But what's your outlook for Zimmer and Frazier? Uh, yeah, I mean, right, and I think sort of as you hinted there, I think maybe next season, um, you know, two seasons from now would be the more realistic scenario, especially for uh, Zimmer. I think Frazier yeah. might be a kick, kick behind him on the timeline. Um, you know, I think we'll see those guys probably get some at-bats with the big league club this spring. I don't know if they'll be non-roster guys or not, but, you know, I'm certainly they'll consider bringing them over, getting a look at them in the big league environment, getting them around those guys. Um, they've obviously had them involved in the fall development program, things like that. So these are guys that they see as being sort of on the fast track. But as we saw with Francisco Lindor, you know, they're going to be very careful with the developmental timeline and making sure 
you know, they think they're 100 percent ready. Zimmer's a pretty interesting guy. I mean, this is first rounder in 2014, and I think what stood out to me last year was I don't think coming in we looked at him as really a high stolen base guy, but they told him last year that's something they wanted him to work on, and he went out and stole 44 bases. So I think it's a guy that kind of when they give him a task, he kind of goes all in and attacks it, and I think that's what's helped him climb so fast. That and being a little more polished of a player coming out of a, a college program. So he's interesting. And then Frazier, you know, is another guy. Both of them can play center field. Frazier kind of has that quick bat speed, a little more power potential. You know, if they're both in the same outfield, I think you would see Zimmer in center and Frazier in right at some point. But two very talented outfield prospects. And, you know, and then they got Tyler Naquin will be in camp yeah. this year. And, yeah, I think he's more realistic for – knocking on the big league door this season if they have a need. Um, so it's an interesting group they have there for sure. It is, and you're right. Zimmer is an interesting guy. He, I, I think he's opened even their eyes since they drafted him as far as his athleticism is concerned and the uh, uh, easy adjustment to center field and just the amount of ground he, he covers out there because of his mm-hmm. uh, because of his athleticism. So certainly one to keep an eye on. Uh, three guys uh, in the outfield to keep an eye on. I want to throw out one more name uh, as a guy who came into the system last year, Rob Kaminsky. Uh, mm-hmm. because he's, he's lower in the system, but a uh, very highly regarded uh, uh, pitching prospect in large measure because of his breaking ball, a really advanced curveball. But um, kind of, I guess, just broadly speaking, J.B. is kind of the benefit of, of being in the position the Indians were. They were able to, to uh, capitalize on, on the Cardinals' need at the time and, and turn Brandon Moss into Rob Kaminsky, which I think a lot of people thought was a very good swap for the tribe. Yeah, or you could say they turned Joey Wendell into Rob Kaminsky. He turned <laughs> right. an infield infield prospect who, you know, they weren't really sure what his future held to a, you know, top flight pitching prospect who, um, you know, is kind of, again, climbing the ranks fast and really impressing. And uh, I think the Cardinals had a wealth of pitching prospect talent, so they felt that Kaminsky was expendable, and he immediately gave the Indians pitching prospect situation a, a boost. You know, there are some talented arms now sort of, working their way up the the lower rungs and mid, middle tier of the farm system. Um, Kaminsky obviously gives that a lift. I think one thing's really interesting, as you mentioned, that breaking ball. Uh, last year he pitched 104-plus innings, and he gave up zero home runs. So I think that kind of tells you right there the, the ability he has to kind of keep that ball on the ground um, with his arsenal. So he's an interesting guy. Uh, I think he's interesting. Uh, I think Adam Pluko, who they drafted a couple years ago, is interesting, and obviously – Mike Clevenger, who just won their Pitcher of the Year award, who was acquired in sort of that, uh, you know, trade didn't really move a lot on the radar, you know, when they dealt Vinny Pistato to the Angels for some minor league pitcher who's coming back from Tommy John. That minor league pitcher, Mike Clevenger, is now on the big league radar, could make an impact on this team this summer. And Brady Aiken was, of course, the, the mm-hmm. tribe took a chance on him in the draft, and there was some news on him here recently, thrown off the mound in his recovery from Tommy John. So, um, you know, he, he certainly, obviously he's a guy who attracts a lot of interest as a, uh, a would-be number one overall. Um, but you, yeah, I know you had a chance to, to speak with him about about coming to the Indians organization and, and how important it was for him to feel comfortable with the training staff he'd be working with uh, in his recovery. Yeah, I mean, that was one thing that he said before he signed. Uh, his representatives did a lot of research and a lot of homework on the Indians training staff because he wanted to be totally comfortable that he was getting in a situation where the the organization wasn't going to try and rush him or, or take shortcuts. And 
they also wanted to see the success rate, and they were really impressed with what they saw with the Indians medical and training and rehab teams. Um, and I think it's an interesting situation because you take this gamble on a guy, and it's not like this was a major league arm that you're trying to get back to contribute at the major league level right now. You have this guy's career ahead of him. He hasn't thrown a pro pitch yet. So you have that luxury of time and patience in this type of comeback. So I think it was a worthy gamble because if you can take your time and get him back to feeling like he was before the, the surgery, this is a guy that was the number one overall pick uh, the year prior. So I think that's an interesting situation. And um, obviously they're going to be extremely cautious and conservative in his comeback. But another good arm to have sort of in the stockpile. One more thing, JB, I want to point people to. You had a cool series on the Indians.com site last week uh, about the, the history undertaking this organization has taken on uh, and just the effort to preserve uh, their long history. Uh, and I know you spoke quite a bit with Jeremy Fedor, who is the, uh, the, the tribe's curator. Uh, what was your takeaway from, from digging into the archives there and, and seeing some of that stuff? Well, just the, the, with the aggressiveness and the passion that Fedor has for not only obtaining sort of items from the team's past, but collecting things in the present, you know, with the idea that 40, 50 years from now, Lindor artifacts are going to be really cool. You know, I thought that was an interesting thing. You always think about the team's history of Bob Feller and, uh, you know, Tris Speaker and, uh, you know, Knapp and all those guys from the past, but you don't really think in terms of maybe when something happens on the field now, saving things because those things are going to be just as cool, you know, a, a generation from now. So I thought that was an interesting element. Obviously I got to see sort of some firsthand stuff of uh, what when they moved the Bob Feller Museum artifacts from Van Meter, Iowa uh, to Cleveland. I know you had the chance to go to Van Meter and see what was there. It was pretty special, but um, now they have the awesome exhibit at the ballpark, so there's more visibility for it. And, you know, it's just impressive to see what the team's doing to try and obtain artifacts that were lost over the years. This is a team with more than a century's worth of history, and there's a good chunk of that history that's been missing in terms of artifacts. So, you know, they're trying to get it as much as they can, and, you know, they've put more elements around the ballpark with the renovations and put things in different parts and had the Feller exhibit. But, you know, if you can obtain enough and have enough cool items from throughout the team's history, maybe one day you're looking at a museum-type situation. So it'll be interesting to see how it develops. But, yeah, that was a fun series to put together. Yeah, for me, one of the coolest things I've, I've gotten a chance to see uh, in my baseball life is uh, the bat. It was Bob Feller's bat, and Babe Ruth borrowed it uh, to, to lean on it when he made his last public appearance at Yankee Stadium. There's a famous photo from behind of Babe Ruth leaning on that bat, and that was Bob Feller's bat. Um, so that was in the museum. Uh, and, and now in the Indians' possession uh, in the Bob Feller exhibit. But very cool stuff uh, all across the board there. And uh, Jordan Bashan had a great series on that on Indians.com, so be sure to check that out. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Cleveland Indians edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.